All right. Bootstrapped. FM. Episode 95. 95? We're going to hit 100 in this little run we're doing here. Coming up soon. 100 times we've sat and done this. Uh, did we drop a few episodes? Did we forget to record a few episodes? Are Probably. we ahead, really? I think. I think. <laughs> well, there is a. We do have. We did try once a, uh, like a. What do you call that? Like an after dark sort of episode. That's true. So that I think was we the same like number a, after dark, which was the dumbest yeah, idea ever because the yeah. rankings and metrics felt the shit. Because <laughs> everything that tracks this stuff got confused over the numbers. For the yeah. um, and it's just uh, it, it's more work. So, yeah, the, the after dark is now most of the show, so it actually works out. <laughs> uh, what's going on? <sighs> I got a couple things going on. Last night I went to see Star Wars Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. at the New York City Philharmonic, where they mm-hmm. play the music. The Philharmonic plays the music live in front I of you. I saw the photo. It's very nice looking. It's that insane. Gorgeous. What are they? They must show something on the screen above them. Is it like? behind-the-scenes shots of the film being made or something? No, no, no. Above them is the movie. So the oh, mo- movie they just is live playing. play it. I yeah, see. so like they're playing John Williams' score as the movie is playing. So you're watching the movie, and it's not... And all the sound effects and voices and everything are just coming through speakers, mm-hmm. but the actual score, they're playing live in front of you. But is it dark? Yeah. Not super dark. They do leave because they have lights on their stands and stuff. So right. it's not as dark as a regular movie theater would be. I see. But the projection was very good. So it was like you could see the movie very clearly and stuff. So it was it was awesome. Oh, that's they, interesting. They even had an intermission, which was kind of cool. So it's like a, it was like a little thing. But it was, I was blown away. It was amazing. It, it was. I mean, they were so good at it. It was remarkable. There was a standing ovation for like ten minutes. <laughs> it was crazy. That's uh, cool. There's nothing like a beautiful night in New York City. Like last night, the weather was just perfect. You get out a lot, but then you tell me, like, when you go to New York City for the for the evening, you get back at like three o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, crazy. That's what happens. Well, because you're just by the time you drive home. I mean, actually, actually, when you drive home late at night, it's not so bad. It takes about an hour and twenty minutes to go from Midtown to my door. Hour twenty five minutes. You think it takes three and a half hours, but so it really yeah. only takes an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> I do. I was just thinking about it. how long it took four and a half hours, I think. No, you're from crazy. Long Island. Well, it takes an hour to get, no, 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 more. An hour and a half if I drive with normal traffic from where I am to Midtown. An hour and a half, you said? Yeah. How does it take that long to get there? An hour without any traffic at all. Oh, an hour, yeah. yeah. But, so, but for me, you're not going through Midtown. So really, it should only take you like 45 minutes probably to get to like... But where it, the clock yeah, would start. It shouldn't not, take you more than two hours to my house is the moral of the story here. Yeah, but one, I hate cars. Two, I hate driving. <laughs> Three, I had a baby throwing up in the backseat. That's true. That, that's, yeah, that, that's that a, stress so, level makes yeah. it feel like four hours. No, it definitely wasn't an hour and a half that it takes you. <laughs> it was. I, it wasn't an hour and you, a half. You and your men in black car that drives on top of the tunnel. <laughs> Me and my Toyota. No, there's, there's no traffic. It's all. It's just a straight run. It's not. It's not. I mean, I'm more used to the Taconic maybe than you are, which is like it's like driving at 70 miles an hour on somebody's driveway. Like that's what the Taconic is like. There's a. Um, on it. There's a stretch of road. Uh, when you make it out of the Bronx, I think. No, that's wrong. Maybe it is right. 
anyway when i take the the highways that i need to take to get to your house from from where i am there's a stretch of road that's on the right side there's the the ocean i guess right yeah the ocean and the left side is it the ocean or is it the the the, the east river that goes? i don't know whatever lots of water okay. and the left side is a hill that goes up and on top of it is like the most amazing homes they're like each one is like a one-off hmm. super gothic looking like they could be like each one could be like a different flavor of like an insane asylum or it's not it's <laughs> a single family house but they all look like wayne manor and they're right. huge like with like gargoyles on top they, they i mean you could never stare at them long enough because you're driving <laughs> but they're so impressive it's such a distinct thing from like normal what you see in new york driving through i mean you feel like they're old like they were there for like like old money lived there at some point you know <laughs> you're not on manhattan with this are you on manhattan no no this is definitely uh, this is it's like rye or somewhere up in this the is yeah this is hugging whatever the water is coming off of long island Hugging the north and then hugging the east side, yeah. going up to where you are in upstate. Hmm. Amazing homes. Yeah, uh, I, I have a feeling family. somewhere around like the like the Bronx Zoo or something because that's where the signs mm. are. Whatever. I like. I don't know if there's drive. a lot of water over there by the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> I think you're a little bit. No, but the water. signs to get off the highway. Like if you want to uh, go to the Bronx Zoo, this is where the exit is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah from where you are, really, you will probably wouldn't take you'd only take the taconic for a little bit you'd mostly be big highways which are there's some insane big highways too where everybody drives 120 miles an hour down around there but and the majority anyway, of the trip the fast. majority of the trip is slow local highways i mean by the time it opens up i'm i'm like half an hour away from you you're doing it all wrong next time <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna plan your whole route and you're gonna be fine that that should not be the case you should be on like 684 the whole way which is a uh, three lanes each direction i and i i go where the nice computer lady tells me jeez <laughs> um but anyway so we got out of the star wars thing and it was it's so this it's in Lincoln Center, which for people who don't know, is like a big compound in the middle of Manhattan of like different there's like an opera house, there's this David Geffen music hall, which is where the thing was, there's some other thing. Um so there's all this like artsy stuff. There's mm -hmm. Juilliard School, which is across the street, which is a very famous music school. And so there's like water features and fountains and sculptures and this big like I don't know, I guess it's like a whole city block or maybe it's, it's even like two a city blocks. Little cultural center area. yes yeah. it's really cool so we walked around in there for i mean the temperature was just perfect we walked around there there's this building that's got a roof of like that tips down like triangularly to, so it touches the ground it's made of grass so the kids want to go on that went on that we're we're skimming coins on this water feature lake thing it was just glorious <laughs> we stopped on the way back for insomnia cookies have you had an insomnia cookie before yeah, you ordered them at Philadelphia, right? That's right. You had them in Philadelphia, yes. So we had them telling you cookies on the way home. It was just a fantastic little evening. So if you're in New York City, I highly recommend this. You should go to this. Does your boy like Star Wars? Uh, no, he's he's not. He's not into he's the Star young. Wars yet? Yeah, no, he doesn't recognize those. Mm. Gotta get him into Star Wars. He's, he's getting old enough for Star Wars pretty soon here. Um, but they do other things, too. Like, they do uh, E.T., Apparently this year they did The Godfather, which I think would be not not for the kids, but I think would be uh, awesome to see The Godfather with all the cool music and The Godfather being played live there for you. It'd be kind of awesome. 
It's true. It's like, you, you think of the Godfather music as being good, but separate from the movie. Like I was just about to say, Godfather good music. I'm like of course, Godfather good music. But like you don't think of it as the Godfather music because like when I, you know that 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 theme from the Godfather. Yeah. That's very famous in Russia when I was growing up. But it wasn't from really? the Godfather. It was just a separate standalone piece, right? Interesting. Because um, the Godfather wasn't like on my radar until I came here, and I didn't know where that was from. But that musical piece is very famous, and it I used didn't to know be that. So in my mind, it's still like a completely different thing, like a that, separate thing. That's so interesting how you can have that. Because like I, I mean, just play like two notes of that for me, and I'm gonna think Godfather yeah, instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely unrelated in my head. Yeah. Ah, that's wild. Huh. Well, then you can go for that. You can bring you back uh, nostalgia. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of nostalgia, you ready for this? No. I went back to my old high school. You went back to your old high school. To yeah. your stomping grounds. Yeah. So, a lot of stomping grounds sort of. That's a New York City term. Indicates like I had any authority or (laughs) (laughs) confidence or (laughs) just where you walked around and you were, you existed there. It doesn't indicate any authority. Well, Uh, maybe a little bit of authority, but like a street authority, not actual authority. Yeah. None none of that. None of that was there. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, so I, I, um, so I have a huge like nostalgia for places. Like we talked about this before. Right. But a lot of it is back where I used to live, you know, when I was like six and, not only is that like not reachable right now because it's like in Russia, it's not even there anymore because like I visited it on Google Streets, uh, Street right. View, and it just it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't look the same anymore. Um, Thirty years is a long time. <laughs> it's a long time for stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. In yeah. Years, you know? <laughs> um, but I also have a little bit of it for like when I first when I was growing up in Brooklyn, and I was just thinking like high school is totally reachable, and I'm. It's old enough. It's not 20 years because I graduated in 97. Uh, it's just old enough to where it still gives me a little bit of a nostalgia hit. Mm. Uh, but I couldn't find the yearbook. All I want is the yearbook because I just wanted to see where the people are and what they, you know, where they went and all that. Right. Um, and it's impossible to find. Like, there's all these classmates that come and stuff, but they have like yearbook from 1963 that somebody happened to have and they got access to and like really just odd one-off years and stuff but they don't have like a consistent stretch of years i would i would have thought that somebody on record keeps you know one yeah you know you would hope um anyway well, couldn't find any anywhere not not one on ebay not one anywhere even like the people who make the yearbooks it's like the same people who make like the class rings it's like big monopoly of like this one company <laughs> um i think they also they used to or currently make the NFL rings. It's like one ring company and they make all this stuff. Um, so they don't have any, they even have an FAQ saying, please don't email us, ask us for your high school yearbook. <laughs> we don't have one. That's um, a, that would be a good business for them, you know? Like if they would, whatever, we'll print you one. It's going to be $400. You know, there'd be some people who did it. Right. Well, you would think, yeah. Um, Especially now in the digital age, like maybe in the old, having like an older one would actually be a huge pain in the ass. But now, it's presumably, all laid out in a computer, like whatever, we'll we'll print you out one. But whatever, continue. So I uh, I you know I couldn't find one anywhere, <laughs> uh, so I went to the uh, middle high school website and they had a alumni link. So I clicked on that and they had like you know school websites. They're all like 
written by somebody who's learning HTML and right. you know, so like <laughs> you're lucky if it's not like, that's the perfect way to describe <laughs> it too. so you know that leads to uh, the alumni website which is also built by somebody who's just learning Flash you know it's, it's all that stuff <laughs> uh, so the only thing there is an email address uh, if you want to contact the alumni association email this somebody at gmail because of course it's somebody at gmail.com Right. Well, at least that's um, a Gmail. I, mean, I can imagine <laughs> like it being like some AOL. AOL account. Yeah, exactly. Um, got back a response within five hours. Look at that. Unbelievable. I like, I was on the floor. This is like the sort of thing where you send it and they haven't even checked out mailbox in 10 years. Right, exactly. But this was fine. It was somebody um, who's, <clears throat> I just said, um, can I can I get a copy of the yearbook? Can I buy a copy of the yearbook? Can I you know any right. any way of, or at least can I come in and see it? Um, and they said, uh, well, contact this person. And I'm like, oh geez. So I emailed <laughs> that other person. Got another response within the day. This is insane. Uh, two people responded to me, about, and so this isn't for... like this isn't like somebody's full time job. Right. Like at the alumni office of some high school. Like how many contacts did they get? Like you know. So, but I was right. They basically go in like once a week for an hour. Mm. And like, I happened to hit like the midweek when they showed up and uh, they caught the emails. Um, she said, we don't have, we have one. And when we have one, we have to keep it on record. Right. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I guess I can't get a copy of it. Um, uh, but can I come in and take a look at it? And she said, okay. Um, you come in and take a look at it. I'm like, oh, that's good because it gives me a chance to, like, I walk the same street around the high school. I get to go inside. Stomping grounds. (laughs) Yes, stomping grounds. Thank you, Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had, you know, the opportunity to go into the school, which is like awesome, totally more than what I wanted. You know, even I didn't expect the teachers to be there that I, you know, had, but at least you know I get to see the hallways and all that stuff. Get nostalgia feeling, um, and I said, "Oh, uh, can I take photocopies of this thing?" And she said, "Sure." I, oh, that's cool. Okay, so I went in, and uh, you know, I parked the car a little bit ways off, so I could like replicate walking to school the way I used to walk to school. <laughs> Even though now, like, they put in a parking lot there uh, where it used to be like a uh, recreational area or something, and like you could actually park there nearby because it's next to Brooklyn College, and they they do facilities for the college and the high school sort of takes advantage um and and uh, i walked it was nice it was a pleasant day whatever um and then i walk in and it's totally my high school it's great it seems smaller now that's weird yeah because usually you go back to your childhood home when you were five and you say everything is small than i remember and okay that makes sense but this is high school i mean how much do people grow from high school <laughs> uh, compared yeah. especially compared to like like you see some of these basketball players walking their whole place. Like it's impossible for them to grow anywhere. They're already seven foot six. <laughs> but like apparently, uh, it's memory though, you know, it's like yeah, the memory is probably what does it. But it seems smaller, like a tighter space, you know. Yeah. Uh, and like there's details that are not in your memory that are like the hallways are kind of like gray and like dreary looking, and you don't. Know, notice that when you're walking down the hallway because you're running to your next class or like you're talking to your friends like you don't you're not there letting it sink in when you're 16 but now you're there trying i'm trying to sink there's a lot of people they're all super fucking young was i this (laughs) young when i was in high school they're they're children 
Well, that's like with our oldest for having that because like he's in sixth grade and it's like, boy, like in sixth grade, I was starting to feel kind of big, you know, and old and <laughs> like, then like, no, he's like, he's literally still a little kid. Like, it doesn't, like, it's crazy that the transition happens in there, but yeah. All these high school kids, they're such, there's so much, they're so kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she let me in and she said, here's the, this, this yearbook, it's fucking falling apart. <laughs> It's 1997. This was Gold. last week. It was last week, 1997, <laughs> and it's falling apart. And uh, she said, you know, be careful with it, whatever. I said, I'll just take pictures of it with my phone. Right. Because uh, that's easier than, you know, having to sit there by photocopy or whatever. This season, the sponsor of Bootstrapped FM is Linode. Uh, they've been a sponsor for a long time, and I just want to highlight them again because uh, it's really a great service. I use them myself. I have 13 servers hosted there currently for the past six or so years. They have plans starting at just $5 a month for a one gigabyte server and going up for there. I've used really large servers from there. They have servers going all the way up to 200 gigs of memory. Super affordable. Provisioning is practically instant. Um, hourly billing. Um, it's all native SSD, very fast. They just increased their uh, network capacity from 40 gigabytes a second to 200 gigabyte network. So, I mean, I don't, I don't even know if anybody listening to this podcast needs that much bandwidth. You know they're so over-provisioned. You're never going to have any trouble network-wise, which is awesome. It's all modern Intel processors, 24-7 support, holidays, middle of Christmas night, every, every minute of the, every day. Great support. They've always been great for me to work with. Um, they have money back guarantee, so there's really no risk, uh, no risk there either. And just a really fantastic service. I highly recommend it. I run my business on it. And if you're looking for a new hosting provider, I would definitely check out Linode. And of course, they have a, a great offer for Bootstrap listeners. Um, if you go to linode.com/bootstrappedfm, or if you use the offer code bootstrapped 2017 you get 20 bucks off so that's four months of free hosting on a one gig server um so it's a very nice long period of time to try it out kick the tires and see how it works for you so again definitely check out linode um you could do that and get the 20 dollar coupon um at linode.com slash bootstrapped fm um, or with coupon code bootstrap 2017 and that'll get you that discount give you a nice you know a third of a year to try it out for free if you're on the one gig server and see how it works for your projects so thanks a lot to linode for sponsoring and back to the show so none of the teachers are there of course the teachers that are there is like are five years younger than i am just like <laughs> it's a whole new level of depressing um you know, she put me into this room that's filled with IMAX, and I'm like, this shit wasn't here when I, when I was learning. <laughs> what the hell are these kids doing? Um, Give them chalk. Give them a, 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 a stone and a piece of flint <laughs> like I had. There's no chalk anymore. It's all smart boards now. Um, yeah, 60 IMAX in the room. Uh, yeah, so I just got, I just uh, took pictures of all the pages and i i and i i got now i asked her can i put it up on the internet she said as long as you don't sell it do whatever you want with it so now i put it up on my blog and separate page there and um now anybody who's looking for it in the class of whatever was 200 people somebody might be at some point uh it's 200 people in your class well that's what i looked through the pictures it seemed about 200 people wow that's pretty small um and uh yeah Cause and, mine was like almost 500 kids up in here in the uh, middle of nowhere. Yeah, no, it seemed smaller than that. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I, I put it up online if anybody's looking for it. Uh, but like that, so then I went through. All the teachers are gone. Like not nobody's like dead <laughs> that right. I know of. I looked up, but they're like they totally do human being things one went to sell mattresses and then sell geico insurance and now he sells something else because you actually contact them or no no i just found them online and stuff yeah Yeah. um other people just went to teach college or different high schools or whatever so 20 years is a long time but 20 years is not such a long time you know they sort of look the same older but the same um but it's the most surprising thing is that uh, my dog is barking. If anybody That's picks fine. Uh, the most surprising thing is how hard it is to find uh, the people I went to school with online. Oh, that is um, uh, me too. I can't even believe how hard that is. Which is so surprising because it's not the 1963 yearbook. The, the internet is our right. generation. We were, we were the first, right? We were raised on it, and for me, like, granted, I have a podcast, but still, in in, in, in comparison of everybody doing everything online, I just have a podcast and I'm like probably the most findable person online. (laughs) I found maybe five people out of 200 people. This is unbelievable. I'm definitely the most findable by like 10,000 links. (laughs) Like for anybody I've ever searched for, 99% of them, like you can't even find a trace other than some stupid like people. Yeah, you find like people find the like white pages type of thing, right? Yeah, like you don't ever see like oh here's somebody's website like or here's like not even, even a like picture. a LinkedIn or whatever. like yeah. there's nothing. They don't exist. It's How crazy. do you go through life of our generation? Go through life and not leave a trace of yourself online. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's like, I mean, I found five people out of the five people I found, four are lawyers. <laughs> and like of course I found them because they have to have their picture on their right, company's yeah. website or something um, but like people who use computers who I played land games with like your <laughs> computer you're a programmer and I can't find you online how is that possible I don't even understand just even in the normal course of your normal life as a normal person it seems like you have to leave some traces like I don't right. understand how there's no trace online there's not can't find it on Facebook, can't find it on the, there's like a Russian version of Facebook that I know certain people might be like more towards the, right. in the Russian community, can't find them there, can't find them anywhere. Like sometimes you get a LinkedIn thing and you learn where they work, but that's like the most you could hope for. And that's like the most surprising thing out of this entire endeavor that like I can't find 200 people who are raised with the internet and I can't find them online. It is. I've, I've had that same experience. Like, I, I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, then I'm like, I guess I'm the weirdo. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, the ones that I did find pictures of, which is granted only like three people out of 200 people that I found pictures of, got old. <laughs> <laughs> they got old more than I think I got old. But, you know, you see yourself every day and you see them literally once in 20 years. And they got old. They got kids. Yeah. Girl, girls I had crushes on, they're married with children. Then. That's it. That ship, <laughs> that ship sailed. That's funny. I know, yeah. I do get that impression too. Like, you, It is interesting how you project that. Like Most of the people I see from the past, I'm like, boy, they look older than I got. But then, then I'm sure they, they would say the same about me. Right. <laughs> like, oh, he looks a lot different than when he was 18. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, look, I look young. I think you found yeah. it, right? You found the picture, or somebody found the picture. You look young in your yearbook picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I saw it on, on your site. Um, yeah, you're a child. I'm a child. Now you're a man. Now you're a man who works out every day. 
buff. That's true. That's not true. Now you're an animal. <laughs> you eat raw meat. I eat sushi. I eat raw fish. <laughs> <laughs> but that is interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I still think. And then I like. Then don't, do you like question your searching skills? Like then I question my searching skills. I'm like maybe I don't know how to use Google. Like maybe there's some like other thing I should be searching on now. It's just I so obvious I'm missing, but I don't know. I feel I like did, Facebook and LinkedIn probably covers all of the casual of interaction with the internet that you want to find these people on. I did get connected with a this a woman who uh who I mean like, you know a girl I went to school with who our kids did soccer together recently and mm-hmm. so I connected with her on Facebook and that inter- like got me in the circle of like random other people. But none of them are people like I'm especially interested in, like right. the people from high school, you know. Right. So it's like I found this like little cache of people, but like nobody I actually care to talk yeah. to. But then I was like, there's like literally nobody I would care to talk to from high school really anyway. So like, I have, like I just, maybe I just like sort three of, or four people I'd yeah. want to talk to maybe. So it's like eh, I, I just know. sort of wanted to uh, to see what they were up to and stuff. So yeah, yeah that's so I got one doctor, five lawyers. Hey, that's a pretty successful little class there you got. Yeah. And I wanted to be a lawyer when I was there too. I guess I wasn't the only one with that idea from the 97 class. I think that's a pretty common high school sort of path people think they might want to do. Yeah. Um, you know you're, you're like, this like uh, you're, you're like the new Renaissance Butov. How's that? You got all this stuff. You're chasing. We're we as an audience are watching you approach your midlife, making adjustments. <laughs> you're you're looking back, but yeah, you're looking forward. With, this you know, is you're, this you're, is you're what, improving yourself, which is I'm finding personally very inspirational. Uh, but then you're also being reflective. It's very interesting. The 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 cause of all this is not. The cause of all this is death in the family and plenty of time without work. <laughs> this is what that does to you. Getting, uh, getting so. older, having family members pass away, and having some time to reflect on that. I think this builds up into a midlife crisis at some point. Yeah, you're heading there. You're heading there. <laughs> but um, the next episode, you'll be driving a Ferrari <laughs> and uh, I don't know, whatever else you, you, you have going on there. But uh, I think it's good for you. I think it's uh, it's healthy. It was a, it was a good experience. I'm I'm happy that it wasn't that much effort to get a hit on nostalgia in. I got some right. a good resource for anybody else who's interested in that thing that I wasn't able to find. And uh, yeah, it was good. It was a net positive. I got to go to Brooklyn and get Russian food from the Russian store, which is always a good excuse to go there. Now, is that neighborhood still Butov's Brooklyn, or is it? Uh, yeah, Foo- that's always that's always Butov's Brooklyn. But is it foofier? No. No, that's the southernmost part of Brooklyn. It's going to be a hundred more years before the hipsters find it. Hey, that's what they would have said about all those other parts. You better be <laughs> buying some land in there. That's actually it's actually a pretty small part of the gentrified Brooklyn stuff compared to Brooklyn is huge. It is a big place. Um, People so, don't realize how yeah, big it is. Like Brooklyn's a big place. massive. I've never been. I mean, I've never been halfway through it. I don't think. Like, I've only been in the. Parts closest to the Manhattan for the most part, maybe the occasional journey slightly deeper. But one time I went, I think this is what it's like. I don't know, did I tell the story on here? I, feel, I told it somewhere. I don't think it's on here. I'll tell it again very quickly. But anyway, a long time ago, I ended up on the wrong, on the wrong subway mm-hmm. going the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really realize it until it was like I was way out in the middle of Brooklyn. And I got out. 
of the subway because you know like in New York City if people don't know you gotta like a lot of times get out of the subway to like go to the uh, other side of the street, the street yeah to switch to the right. other direction so I go out of the subway and it's just like tumbleweeds and like it was just a weird desolate part of Brooklyn I mean it was all like buildings but it was weird like there wasn't really people out and it was like heavily run down yeah and it was like man I went the wrong direction here. <laughs> and so I got back on the other way. But uh, yeah, that was probably the deepest I've been into the heart of uh, Brook- Butoh's Brooklyn. But that's, so that's the middle part. That's not really where I... That's not your, your way out yeah. by the ocean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, um, like a, I'm three stops away from the last stop. The last stop. Is there only one line? That There's a couple lines, right? So when I lived there, it was like B and Q. It was like D and Q and now... It's either B, D, or Q, some combination mm. of that. I don't feel like I hear much about you on the subways. Were you on the subways as a kid or not so much? Yeah, it's the only way to get around. Uh, you don't really have any of those stories. I mean, we never heard any good Butov subway stories. I read all of Don Quixote on my palm handheld while standing on the subway. <laughs> That's my only takeaway from it, which is a like, big book to read in a palm, black and white. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good for the eyes. Um, yes. Yeah, so where were you, where were you going to and from? It wasn't as a kid. It was just for work. So right. Uh, you were going into Manhattan school, or something. Yeah. Before that, it was just buses. Yeah, there's a lot, I feel like Brooklyn's to, a lot of buses, right? It's a lot of buses. Yeah. Walk to... But the subways don't go everywhere in Brooklyn. They just kind of go to Manhattan, right? I mean, they go out to, to Queens also. Do, is there one across to Queens? I think so, yeah. But they don't um, like go all through Brooklyn like where you can take like in Manhattan you can go north and south and east and west and kind of get around. You can't really like I don't know. It's been a while. I have to look at the map. Uh, I don't know. Um, they just kind of go out there. There's like a straight line out, but they don't like intercut. But I could be wrong. Yeah, it looks like more more uh, a couple lines just goes go uh, towards the city, so diagonal, and right. there's a couple that go horizontal. So. so you can get around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, walking to, walking to grade school, walking to junior high and then bus to high school. All right. So we're going to wrap up this episode with nothingness. I got one more good nothingness for you. It's not nothing, but personal. Okay. And we'll make next episode. We're going to do business. One more personal item. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'm looking through my notes. That's fine. Um, unless you have, yeah, I mean, I would, if you have something else, we could do it in here too, but the other day, I got so sick of my computer, was my work computer, iMac, mm-hmm. that I just, I never do this with a Mac, but I clean, I just erased the whole thing, erased the hard drive, right, and started fresh. Yeah. And it's glorious. It's I used amazing. to do that years ago. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. You don't really need to do it. It's not like in Windows, you used to do it like every six months because like right, it would just right. be crashing and you just have to do it. But I, I don't, you don't ever really need to do it, but I just did it. Cause I just had like a million old apps and things I tried and it was Stuff. like, I was trying to install this dev thing. It wasn't installing cause it's conflicting with some other thing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to clean slate it. And it's freaking amazing. Yes. The apps leave shit lying around Unix, like nothing. They just leave traces of half of themselves when you uninstall config files and your PHP INI has been overwritten by 12 things since you installed <laughs> PHP. And... and then like you move, I put my dock in a different spot. It just feels like a whole different computer. It's like, this is cool. I only have the like, you know, 20 apps I really use or whatever it is. I only have the plugins in the browser I really use. You still run your Windows machine that you bought? 
Oh, so that, okay, I have an update on that. Um, that is qu- quickly uh, falling out of favor. So <laughs> it was uh, part of this clean slate here too was like occasionally I'll end up doing photo stuff on this iMac now because I bought the other one because I was like, whatever, a fast, cheap way to run Adobe Lightroom, mm-hmm. uh, for which is like a photo editing and organization app. But I hate using the Windows machine so much. It's so terrible um, that I just, I can't even use it. Like, and the Lightroom runs bad on it. So it's not even like the advantage I thought it would be in that regard. Lightroom runs horrible. It cr- I mean, I never had Lightroom crash on the Mac. It crashes all the time on Windows. <laughs> um, and then my son, this, this probably related, is that my son has gotten into use, he's got like, Minecraft on there now. He's got a couple, you know, Steam games on this. So now it's become a half gaming computer too. That's fine. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm abandoning that Windows machine, uh, and I'm just going back to doing photos on my Macs, my laptop, and this uh, thing. And I'm actually going to move to Apple Photos, which is not nearly as robust as Lightroom, but has the syncing's much nicer, and there are some other advantages to it. So going to try moving it to photos but um so that was the other reason to clean slate this i was like i have all this clean i'll put some my photo stuff on there and i could also now use it both computers which will be nicer because i was stuck only ever doing it on the windows machine and i hate using the windows machine so i have all these photos i've taken which i've not processed because like i just haven't had the will to go on to that machine but if i can just do it like for my mac laptop or whatever uh i think that'll go uh, more nicely so We'll see, but anyway, it's nice um, having just one machine. I mean, I, I don't like Mac. I, I prefer Windows, but only marginally. But like, I hate having two separate ones more than I hate either one of them individually. Because like, I can't. I want three monitors, but I want three monitors on one platform. Like the way things I have right now, I have my iMac, which is like twenty-seven inches, and then I have a thirty-inch Windows monitor, and then the only thing I could really fit is like a smaller monitor that i have on the side for netflix and stuff but then like you wind up having each individual dev machine just have one monitor really right and like i really want multi-monitors for whatever environment i happen to work in but i can't like i can't fit this stuff on the desk and like i have to have the the mac machine for mac work and i have to have the windows machine for windows work and it's like they're both work machines and it sucks you gotta get that new mac pro that's coming out you get a couple monitors for it you're done well, I still need the Windows machine. Where am I you can dual boot. Dual boot. No, dual boot. I need both at the same time because uh, I wind up working on like, like Scribbleton is multi-platform. Uh, between them, yeah. I need to go between. Yeah, I run this software, that mouse sharing thing. Right. I go between copies and paste stuff too. Yeah. So, uh, that stinks. I don't like the sound of that. Yeah, no. So I wind up having on one, you know, one monitor per desktop. I'm okay with multiple computers now. It used to be a lot harder to have the multiple computers, but now like since, I mean, that was like rebuilding this computer. If you take out the time I was just waiting for like something to download or something to install, like that kind of thing, I, it was like a 20 minute. So like really, it took me like two hours total and it was like 20 minutes of me actually doing stuff and then the rest of like just waiting for something to install and stuff like that. And Because everything's just cloud-based and it's like nothing. Like, so now this machine is pretty much exactly like my notebook. And like, you know, I edit something in one and it's just over in the other. And so like, I mean, I find the multiple machines pretty straightforward now, at least on the same platform. Obviously when you get Mm -hmm. into like Windows and Mac, then that's a little bit different. Although even there, like I've been using like 
Google Drive on you know the Windows machine. I mean, the, the Windows is all horrible in a lot of different aspects. Like the versions of the apps are not as good. Like I like like we use Dropler, which I really like mm-hmm. for sharing stuff. Um, and the Windows version of that is not nearly as good and stuff like that. But uh, overall, um, at least it's doable now. I remember like copying things between the machines and stuff like that was the worst. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, it's all still terrible. <laughs> we're going to do a work one next time. All right. Uh, we'll be back again next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. Thanks, all. all right.